0: Minnesota Timberwolves fans, welcome back to the Living in Loserville podcast. I'm Chris. Unfortunately, Aaron is under the weather. Hope he gets better. Got a really busy week this week, so we just don't really have a time to to do the show. So I figured I'd bust one out here. Um, Just a, a shorter one, obviously, since it's just me. But we did have a good week, so I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, Three and one on the week, which is exactly what Aaron and I said it would be. Um, now, obviously, you know, we had a great win, right? At Oklahoma City. Kind of funny how, one, that we're already done playing them for the year as far as regular season. Two and two, but both teams won on their, you know, away floor. It's That's just crazy. Uh, but anyway, so that was really good. Right now, obviously, some of the bad was Oklahoma—not the Oklahoma City. I'm, I'm reading it wrong. The Orlando Magic fourth quarter, you know that—that that was really bad. Um, so we're not out of the woods just yet. Probably one week of good fourth quarters wouldn't probably get you out of the wood, you know, the woods just yet. But yeah, night and day performance in the fourth quarter. I think it was like 34 to 24 in that uh, Thunder game and then like 5-20 or something like that um, against the Magic. But they did bounce back with a a fairly dominant win, especially in the second half, Um, you know, last night uh, at Houston, or no, a home game in Houston. And it's kind of an interesting week. Um, Only two games. Then there's three games, and the next week, I think it's three games and four nights, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then they got a week off. So this thing's coming up also on Thursday. The trade deadline is here. If you could believe it. Um, I heard that Minnesota is going to be dropping down here into the thirties, maybe even the (laughs) twenties, which is still not that bad considering, um, so it's it's just been a, a strange year. This winter's just flown by because it hasn't been much of a winter. But uh we did get Finchy in the All Star game. Um as far as the coaching staff in the All Star Game. Um so yeah, I mean, like I said, good, bad, and ugly. Some some great though too. We did get Conley back. Hasn't been looking all that good though, I'll say that. A little rusty at times, but um Yeah, so we'll talk it all the way through. You know, it seems like J Mac is still making strides there. I thought the bench had a pretty good week, Uh, but yeah, we'll take. We'll talk a little trade deadline. We'll talk about the two games tomorrow at Chicago, and then Thursday um, at Milwaukee. The offensive juggernaut, but not really a defensive team over there, which is kind of strange in Milwaukee. We'll see how that lines up, and of course, we always close with a Gopher. Segment Gophers got a really nice win, big, big win, um, that they badly needed in overtime over Northwestern. We'll talk about their, you know, where they stand so far and also, uh, you know, what they got coming this week. If this is your first time listening to the Living in Loserville podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash ropeadope radio. Uh, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope it and download the show directly there. You can find this here, Living in Loserville Podcast, in a variety of ways. Under rope it Radio and Apple Podcasts, I Radio. you can download the podcast app. Google Podcasts, Player FM, PodBay, Podbean, a whole other, you know, other plethora of um, platforms. Another platform I want you to check out on Spricker. The Living in Loserville Spricker page. Check that out while you're at it. Why don't you check out the grueling and Sports News 24. One more thing. Direct TV stream, the leader in sports on Sundays in every other day. Direct TV Sports Central gives fans access to every pro football game and all sorts of other games. So they can stream so you can stream it all in one convenient place. Get the best in streaming today, streaming live sports, on-demand shows, and must-have channels you need anytime, anywhere across your favorite devices. For a limited time, $83.99 a month for the first two months, the savings of $50 with the Choice Package. That's DirecTV Stream. Pick up the package that works best for you. Okay. Like I said, you know, the old saying, good, bad, and ugly. But, you know, we can't, like, I hate to just call the Oklahoma City Thunder game just good, right? Because that was great. It was. I mean, don't get me wrong. It started out kind of funky. There were times where, you know, we, we were giving up, you know, transition buckets. We were sloppy at times you're like dude just grab the ball that's our ball why why is everyone grabbing the ball away from us um they definitely uh are real handsy and 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 good on defense Uh, so are we we're awesome elite, but they are as well i'll say that um and so just like rudy stepping out of bounds uh and dribbling into a traffic like Taking a shot, that's really difficult. Not getting the shots that you really need. You know what I mean? Um, there was just some issues there. We, we had the lead um, for a good chunk of the game, but it just felt like we could be up by, like, like at half, we could have been up 8, 10 points, maybe even more. Um, you know, down the stretch of the third, Ant triple team miss a shot. Ant dribbled into a crowd turnover. Um, just Pat turning the ball over. Just, just really, just, just like what? What are we doing here? You know what I mean? What is going on? Um, and the off ball that game, you know, off ball for Anthony Edwards has gotten better this year than it has in his first three years. I will say that. But that off ball was one of the worst ones this season in. It seemed like he didn't even know, like he didn't get the defensive call. They were in a zone at times. Like it was really bad. It was really bad. Um, it, but you know what? It was what 77 to 73, I believe, um, going into the fourth quarter. And with the lead, they were 28 and one in that spot at the time in the third quarter. They were going off six of 12 from three. Um, SGA was think he was at the free throw line like 10 times by that time I had 25 points um but you know the Timberwolves hung in there they definitely hung in there and J-Mac hit two threes cat hit a three McDaniels though turn around and back-to-back falls kind of like what what are you doing dude you know um he had five falls at that moment 84 to 79 with eight minutes left um McDaniel, or no, J-Mac tried to go super high off the glass and got it, (laughs) you know, that high off the, when he's hitting threes and able to penetrate, once he can hit threes, then he can penetrate the paint more and do his thing, but that high off the glass stuff, that's, you know, patented move from J-Mac, so it was 86-81, and SGA, back-to-back tough shots, Um, you know, it's starting to get a little out of hand. It felt that way anyway. They were up to thirteen turnovers. Um and hit a three though, and, and with like six minutes left, it's 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 eighty-nine eighty five, you know, and, and you're feeling like, all right, dude, you know, let's just let's get through this, you know. Let let's do it. And um with three fifty eight left, it was ninety three to ninety two. Um SGA was up to 30 points by that time. And then it was kind of back and forth. Rudy got a nice dunk, 94, 93, mid range, uh by SGA goes in. Um, you know, there's just there was just moments um where, you know, uh, I think ant uh got fouled, hit some uh free throws, um the point is, and then I think he got a nice dunk. There was a put back. I think McDaniels hit a three, a put back. There, there was a couple of great moments there where um. you're like, okay, here we go. We, it seemed like, you know, you know, on that dunk, that was that dunk. Sorry, I'm a little scatterbrained. I got a little distracted there. On that dunk, though, that was the one where SGA literally has his full hand on the arm grabbing it as he dunked, like he was helping ant dunk the ball and and they said the next day that there wasn't enough contact basically <laughs> it's like what 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 happened <laughs> like um but uh i think it was ant tried to go high off the glass he missed it but that's where t- uh, i think mcdaniel's tipped it in um it, it, it was we were having problems rebounding the ball at times, uh, offensive or defensively, and they kept getting it. Um, but, you know, in the end, like I said, we, we closed it out, and I think it was this leads the league. It doesn't sound like a good record, but six and eight when trailing going into the fourth. That leads the league. And 34 to 24, six of 10 from three. So, you know, I hate to get too crazy about that stuff, you know. Um because there were moments in that game where you just want to pull out your hair. Um but also, you know, they got it together in time and the ball was moving. It didn't get sticky. Um and it was it was good. Dallas, you know, the first half they didn't play that great a defense. But they took over the game. I think they were up by like 13 or something by the end of the third. It just blew open the game. Um, and you know you can't really look too deep into that game because you know no Luca, no Kyrie. Um, but they did. They did end up winning 121 to 87. So they took care of business. And you're thinking, man, they got a legit shot to go four and oh. and Orlando, I think the first time they beat Orlando, they, they kicked, didn't they really beat them up? Let me look really quick. I'm pretty sure early in the season they beat them up, if I remember correctly. I'm talking about the Wolves. Yeah, 113 to, to, to 92. Um, and first quarter, Rudy, 11 points, 3 for 3 uh, from the field, 5 for 5 from free throws, 38 to 26. They shot 74%, um, 14 and 19 from the field. Now, Orlando did shoot 50% and had eight points. McDaniels was going off a little bit. Um, but they shot 50%. So it kept them around. You know what I mean? It wasn't like 38 to, to 18 or something like that. Um, and we started out pretty damn sloppy, right? Um, they got it up to, like, 17 points in that second quarter, if I remember correctly, something like 16 or 17. But down the stretch, um, just were sloppy. It was real sloppy. They, they I think the last few minutes, it was a 12-point lead. It went down to five. Cat was one for five from three. Um, And around the four-minute mark, five-minute mark, had left the game with an ankle injury. He was fine. Ultimately, but, um, it was 28 to 21 in that second quarter, and it just felt like, man, you know, what's going on here? We need, we we needed to close that better. We got off to such a good start. Didn't seem like we went to Rudy as much. Now they made adjustment down the stretch of this game and just went big. Four of their five starters were like 6'10 and above or something like that, you know? Um, it was a back and forth third kind of up and down by the Wolves with 8 minutes left it was 66 a piece too many turnovers sloppy moments um you know but they did kind of get it back like we weren't get speaking of getting back they didn't we weren't getting back on transition um but they did i think cat hit a three or no cat hit two threes and it was like a 9-2 run. So you're up 88-80, to 80, you know. Slow-mo came in and actually did some really good things defensively and offensively. I think he had like seven points. Um, and, and Ant kind of hit, that's what it was. He hit a three and he had a driving, driving layup. So you thought, okay, you know, we, we started getting it going. Um, and even at the start of it, Cat had this turnaround and won. Um, but then it was like a six oh run early on, slow-mo, you know, two short misses where you're just like, dude, you're right there. What what are you doing? Um and wait a second, am I Oh yeah. So Conley had a s had a struggle. At that point he was one of seven, one of er one of nine from the field, I think, and one of seven from three or something like that. There was this moment, though, that Ant had this turnaround mid-range jumper, right? And so he started the game out really well, but then it kind of, it was these stretches where he didn't look, he wasn't doing much, didn't take a lot of shots. Even in that Dallas game, I believe he was um, three of five or something like that and didn't make a field goal the rest of the game or, you know, something like that, or at least the second and third quarters. He just kind of went away. Um, He's had, like I said, he's had a very up and down week. Now he closed it really well. We'll get into that. I'm not trying to be just negative or anything, but, you know, the game is 93 to 89 with eight minutes left. And Ant takes a really tough three-point shot. Rudy's coming over to give him a screen. He takes this three-point shot. He denies the screen and takes a tough shot with ten seconds left. Then you know we got a turnover, but he dribbled it kind of. He was dribble, dribble, dribble. Bad pass. McDaniel's picked up his fourth fall and Ant got a tech after missing a layup in traffic. Right now, when it's a tie game like this, it, it, that's where you don't want these techs. Right, and actually, the tech stuff is starting to add up again. he is now Dylan Brooks has the most go figure at thirteenth, Luca, whos always complaining he has eleven Portis, Bobby Portis has ten, but then you have three players, Trey Young, Edwards, and Pat Bev, of course Pat Bev. um, my point is like you only get sixteen of them before you can get suspended, so he does have to calm down on some of that, right? He definitely has to calm down on some of that. But, um, you know, there was another point in the game where, you know, like he got by someone and hooked him a little bit, so he created the contact first, and did, but then the other guy kind of hooked him, and then he, he like pulled on him. So, you know, I get it, but there's just – I don't know, man. You know, at that point, it it wasn't, it it just, we just didn't need it. And then Cant had this drive where he got stripped. It was a turnover. McDaniels uh, took a really tough shot, one. And then also um, he dribbled drive from the baseline, picked up his dribble, threw it to Rudy in a crowd. It was just, it was just a bad turnover. So you're starting to just, You know, you're you're just starting to, like, see what, you know, it's starting to fall apart a little bit. You had, um, you know, in some of these, whether it's Ant or McDaniels in those turnovers, you had Cat and Conley open, uh, you know, for three. So it's just, I don't know. Ant came down, airballed. uh, Rudy (laughs) messed up, missed this dunk. Four minutes left, 98-93. Um, he did, did though keep going and he drove, and, and he got fouled and he hit both of his free throws. And where the game is like, you know, within reach. They even tried to start to hacker Rudy. Um, but yeah, the, the McDaniels play was really bad as well, like I mentioned. So under three minutes, 239 left, 102.98. And, McDaniels hits a big three off by Ant pass, really good pass by Ant, 102-101. Rudy gets his fifth ball. Um, In Orlando, in that quarter, the fourth quarter at that time, is 12-13 at the time from the free throw line. Ant had a bad pass, um, but they still had the ball because it just got tipped away. Um, Conley, you know, I think, you know, at one point we had – Conley had a bad pass to Rudy. Um but then he then he passed really well and got fouled and he hit both of them. So now it's 105 to 103. Both McDaniels and Conley missed wide open threes. Um and then just a just a really bad mistake. Really bad mistake. Um by McDaniels, the shot clock it, it's clear as day that there's enough time All you got to go is get a stop. You don't have to play the free throw game, right? Now, if you're going to play the free throw game, which Vince said, we're not playing, he did say, don't fall. But even if you're going to fall, right, especially the fall that McDaniels, you know, did in that moment, you'd fall way earlier and just play the free throw game, you know? Um, But, yeah, he waited to the last second. Yeah, the guy got by him, but then he just falls him like that. And it just – it was like, what? What are we doing here, dude? You know, so it was just a ugly, ugly fourth quarter, and yeah, man. I mean, five a five a twenty or something like that from the field. It, it just was ugly, man. It, it it really sucked, and you know, just talking to you know, kind of going through the good stuff uh, from Houston. No turnovers in the first quarter, but then kind of turned the ball over a little too much. I think they had like. Uh, eight or nine in the third. Um, but um, it was 48 to 44. We had a lead like 39 to 28 with 724. And then it was 44, 44, you know, so it wasn't so good. Um, and it was started out kind of slow, really slow. Um, one of eight over three from three, but. He did get to the line five times, hit four of them. Five of 17 from three. Um, Cat was seven points, five rebounds. Rudy was having a good game, eight points, six rebounds, three blocks. Nas had eight points off the bench. So you figured, all right, you know, they had this little lead, like 11, 12 points. They'll get it back. And um, Ant started out right away, three for three, just buzzing early. And it looked really good. Had an N one. He was up to five for five, 17 points, sixty three to forty eight. Um, I mean, he was going nuts, dude. Uh, Cat did pick up his fourth fall and had some fall, fall problems in that game. The fourth fall was really ridiculous. There was two falls in that quarter where you're like, dude, that was a horrible call. But he did get in fall problems there. Just some sloppy play at times, but Ant just went off in that corner, that third quarter, got it to 80-64. You know, they they started out really strong, too, and they just put it away. Ant, you know, um, had 32-11-22, you know, was just going off, basically. Cat had a nice little ending Rudy had a really good game, 17-13 and four blocks or something like that. Seven to nine from the field goal. And McDaniels, Finch even said this, I think it was three of eighteen on Jalen Green. He, he had a damn good game. So, you know, it was it was a case of the good and the bad and the ugly. And like I said, the the way it started though was great, you know? Um, and they had a lot to talk about. Something we've talked about here too as far as structure, you know, needing more structure and, and we have documented how some of that has started, you know, to come around. Um and and sometimes when Rudy has it going, you know, maybe you know <laughs> they they should keep going until they stop it. But you know, Finch did say that, you know, Ann and and McDaniels both had some you know, immature moments in that game, the tech. And then obviously the teaching point of, uh, keeping your composure, not just an amp. I mean, Dan's was especially by that time to fall with nine seconds left in the game. That was, uh, you know, that was pretty crazy. But Edwards, this is from Dane Moore Twitter. This is after the game, Edwards talking about the technical. He said, I got followed and they didn't call it. I just want to express myself and got a tech for it. Um, and, you know, there's a time and a place for that stuff. You know, last night's game, he got fouled really bad. I think that was – actually, I think that was where he hooked somebody, but it wasn't a crazy amount of contact. But then that guy literally grabbed his arm. He did get a check, but he went there with an assistant coach and talked to the ref. And I thought that was a, a, a good sign to see from Ann. Um but you know, the the way they talked about that fourth quarter at Orlando, they had a meeting, you know, and they 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 watched film of the whole quarter and they really were like, hey dude, you know, let, let's get to, let's talk about this stuff. We can't keep having this stuff take place. And you could really see that um you know, it, it was just like, hey, we gotta get the ball we gotta have the ball in the right, you know person's hands and Finch there's a couple quotes that I'll, I'll read here from there and this is once again from uh Dane Moore's uh Dane Moore did I say Dan Dane Moore's podcast about Mike Conley when asked uh, about, about the offensive structure that fits the team best he said well that's the thing we've been walking the line we actually have a lot more structure uh it's still about individuals on our team taking that responsibility to make the right play coach puts us in a situation we have two reads make the read on time shoot it pass it drive it whatever it may be but if you don't do that and we hold on to it we make a little bit tougher we can't fall back on the coach or anybody else it's us as individuals that type of thing and and i guess they kind of cleared the air um and that type of thing um but there's some more quotes to um when it said, I think this is Cat, if I remember correctly. um, Or maybe this is Conley. Anyway, I've said all the time, don't get bored. Oh, no, maybe this is Finch. God, I'm, I'm horrible right now. Um, don't get bored of things that are working. You know, if it's easier said to done, especially in the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter, we tend to lean on our stars. We lean on, yeah, this is Conley. We lean on the guys who have the higher usage and are ball dominant. Um, it's on all of us players to make their job easier, get spacing right, getting your spots in the right manner. It's also on them at that point to now, you know, you're the decision maker. So you have to, you have to do it right. We're going to give you the ISO. We're going to give you the nail ISO post-ups, make the right reads, make the right plays. Um, And, you know, it's not all just amp, right? I mean, we don't post up, cat as much unless he has you know a matchup you know he can exploit but there are plenty of times where he has problems first of all it just doesn't really work that well posting up when there's a double especially when they front him and they have someone in the back right and we've seen him very hit or miss Uh, sometimes it's great and he gets the ball out quicker sometimes he struggles with that double uh, in the post so with with cat it's really about and i think we've done a better job in december and january and even early here of getting the ball where he wants it everybody is, has their spots on the floor but if you're not dribbling the ball up and you're not a guard or a you know a small forward i guess um a wing player you know you got to you do have to get the ball so i think they've done better at that i'd like to see overall and this is another thing that Conley talked about is you know like we talk about, you know, off ball, off or defense. Well, off ball offense thing too. You really have to, you know, move, move around. And, and that's the thing. We still are having problems getting at in cat in the same game going off. And then I don't mean like when they both went for 40 or nothing like that, but it does seem like efficiency and less shots you know, in a position move and all that, Cat can get by with that and still be productive. Um, but Ant off the ball or when Cat's got it rolling, it does seem like he just kind of goes into a lull a little bit. Um, and then McDaniel, sometimes he's just, I want him to get more touches, but he's got to be smart with the touches too. This is the thing that they were talking about when you talk about late, uh, late game, this is what Finch said. Um, they, uh, Someone asked him, Mike Conley said, you know, you added more structure to the late game offense, uh, but there still needs to, you know, still need to read within, within the structure. We talked about that last week. I thought Dane Moore made a good point is you're not going to play call every time down the, the court. You know, you're just not going to do that but the structure part. He says, absolutely. I think two things happen at that point. One, first of all, we have a few sets that we are really good uh, and have been good to us in close game uh, with. They involve getting the best players in the ball and space in action. Um, When that happens, they uh, have to make the right play. That's paramount to any basketball play. Um, If they dust off the play and just go iso, then we don't know what's coming next oftentimes, so the rhythm of the offense just falls down. Maybe we turn it over. Maybe we get caught in poor transition. Either way, we don't get a good shot. Um, and that's one he said, at, at that point in time, my brain point is I don't give them the ball at the end of the games. I think the ball has to go back to Mike's hands. And, and, and we saw more of that yesterday, too, where Ant was getting in like – getting the ball in different actions, setting a screen, having them run around. And I forgot who said this, but I think they're saying that – I think it was Dan again. God, I've referenced him a bunch. (laughs) He's got a good podcast. But how it seemed like for chunks of the game, it was really a point guard-oriented Conley and a shooting guard-oriented Edwards. And it it flipped too because he talked about that as well, Conley did, Uh, and it goes off how they're guarding him, but maybe Ant brings the ball up, gets off it early, and then gets it back later in the possession. And I do like him, you know, like running sets and running plays based off of him, you know, coming off screens already on the move because when you're on the move like that, obviously that means the defense is on the move, right? So that plays into it as well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Ant in that third quarter was 9 of 12 yesterday, 22 points. (laughs) If you look at the Rockets, he he outscored the Rockets by two points. They had 20 points, but 7 of 27. Um, And just the whole second half especially, but that third quarter, he just went off and and really looking like, you know, like – the ant we haven't seen in a little bit, as far as consistency, um, he has had his ups and downs and whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I think it's still you know a work in progress. Um, the offense in general, I'm not saying we have to be a top five offense or anything like that. Here it is, fifteen in 15 minutes in the second half, ant scored 26 points, 10 of 14, four of five from three. Um, 26 points are the most he scored in a half in his career with 15 or, or 15 or, or less minutes. Um, but yeah, man, uh, he, he was phenomenal. And, you know, like I said, it started out in different ways. Then he was taking tougher shots or step back, what not, um, no, they did hold them to 90 points and 35, uh, percent from the field last night, the Rockets. Uh, the Wolves, the ninth time they've had an opponent to 100 points or less and, and 40% from the field or less. That's the most in the NBA. Uh, no other team has done it five times, and six teams have yet to do it. That's Al Horton from Wolves Radio. It's a, it's a hell of a stat. But when you look at the first, this is what is, is like, we know what the, the issue is, but it, right now it's mostly fourth quarter. Because when you look at it earlier in the season for the first let's say six weeks or something, the ball was just moving better. And I still think it is something about going in with a, a, a sizable lead compared to either being down or just barely up. It's like our mentality shifts when we got that lead. So that plays into it, but it's also that ISO ball where, where Ant and Cat can't get carried away with it. But look at the, the first quarter race. This is from uh, NBA uh, University. First quarter net rating, um, we're fifth, right? The top two teams, plus 16.9, plus 12.9, Boston and Denver, right? Second quarter, um, you know, we struggle in that quarter a bit. You know, we tend to kind of give back what we just earned. Third quarter, we're going crazy. We're second, plus 13.7, OKC is the only one better. But then, as we know, the fourth quarter, it just gets – it just gets rough, man. It gets really rough. So um by the way, I do want to say Edwards for you know, the youngest players of all time to hit six thousand career points. You have LeBron James, you have Durant, and then you have Anthony Edwards and, and Carmelo and Kobe is behind him there. So shouts out to Ant. Like I said, up and down week, no doubt. And and he's kind of been up and down um in recent weeks, right? But, you know, to close out last week, I thought he had a damn good game. One of the better games because it had scoring, had free throws, but it also had assists and not as many turnovers. And he had that game, I think it was against Washington, where he got to the line 14 times. Um, So, you know, he is learning. You know, we're getting there. Um, And we are starting, like – Cats assists are down this year, but then again, he's fifth in alley oops. And seventeen of them, he's he's tied for actually he's tied for third in the league to alley oops to to uh, to Rudy the most. That that's the most. Luka has the most at twenty seven. Trey Young has twenty two. Chris Middleton the Giannis has twenty one. Um, Jokic to Gordon has seventeen. Uh, Towns to Rudy seventeen, Trey Young man, Trey Young's in both of them. Wow, and then you have Conley there too. He probably would have a little bit more, but I think he has the most assist. Cat does to Rudy, so you know, in on one hand, his assists are down. Which you know, if you are going to turn the ball over, especially the you know, like he did like a week ago when he had that string of turnovers, and then earlier this year, the assist down that's not good. But he has found some chemistry you know with with uh with ant or with, with Rudy, so up and down, like I said, but I think ant's gonna come out of it man and and really just be a little bit more you know decisive and and both him and cat can't fall for getting the sticky ball self inflicted stuff um but yeah, I will say this, like I said earlier, the bench looked pretty damn good. This week, J-Mac is starting to really show his old form. Like I said, when he can hit those threes when they're open, it opens up his whole game, man. It really does. Um, So all in all, I'd still say a damn good week um, because you went three and one, you know, you beat a top-tier team. Still a work in progress. Still have plenty of games to get it done, but... Um we do have the trade deadline coming up, right? It's on Thursday. A lot of people, you know, for a while, back up point guard, um, also like a a, a shooting guard or or a wing, just a a a guy that can, you know, knock down threes or just a score, right? Just something like that. Royce O'Neal is a guy, you know, that that comes to mind. He does have you know, some uh, history with, as far as playing with, uh, Conley and Rudy, uh, there was, there was Toxa Bogdan Bogdanovich, just a scoring guy, wing guy. That would be kind of interesting there. I'd say, um, Alec Burks is, is something that a lot of people are talking about. It seems like he would be a great fit. Um, also Delon Wright, De, yeah, Delon Wright is another name that's coming up. There's a variety. now, obviously, you know uh Jake Milton, Troy Jr., Wendell Moore, those are the guys that kind of come up the most. Um also Monty as far as trading. Uh Monty Morris is another guard that people have been talking about. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting because Obviously, like, you know, um, Tyus Jones comes up a lot. um, And right now, it seems like they're holding out for a first-rounder, which we don't have. We have a first-rounder in this year's draft, but we can't trade it till draft night. The rules kind of go against us there. So, you know, it is what it is, right? Um, Now, if you bring in Tyus, you're probably not going to re-sign Conn. And when you look at Kyle Anderson and Conley, it's a good shot that neither – or maybe not neither, but both of them won't be here next year. So that plays into it. Now, Kyle Anderson, I'd say, has started to settle his game down a little bit. Um, but whether he's a, a good fit, given the three bigs we have, for him to play at power forward, that, that's still kind of eh but he does bring a lot of defense. He does still play that, you know, point forward role. And so, you know, if you bring in someone just all offense, I don't know, you know, so Anderson, as far as bigger name to get traded, that would, that would bring a a, a higher level player. And I'm not talking about a top level player, but that would help bring in a better name. I guess you could say. Uh, and just be a better fit. Now, recently, someone brought up Nas, and I, I just, I think, I don't, th- I think that'd be a mistake. Um, obviously. Now, I'm not saying, you know, and then the the opposite is, well, wonder if in the future we end up, you know, whether it's next year or whatever, we do end up trading cat. Well, then you'd want Nas, you know. But then you could also say, is he good do do we want to fit him at the four though? You know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't trade Kyle or Nas. Or I wouldn't trade Nas for sure. Kyle, it would have to be a a guy that just fits better. Um, but you do lose defense, you do lose locker room stuff. So, you know, I do think they'll make some sort of move. We do have the buyout um market as well, um, where we could make a trade and then still have you know, something open, a roster spot for a buyout. Now that may, you know, depending on what we bring back, right, that may that may fill up too much money so that we, we don't have as good a buyout. We'll have a better buyout opportunity just from our record, though, this year, I will say that. And, you know, I said Finch, you know, Chris Finch did make the all-star game for for the coaching staff. It's the first since 2024 with Flip. And it's also, you know, straight up not an injury, you know, replacement or anything. Both Ant, which I knew he'd make it. I wasn't sure if Towns would make it, but they both made the all Stars. Only happened five times 97, Garnett and Gugliata. 2020, or 2020, 2002, Garnett and Wally. 2004, Gardner and Sam Cassell. I think Cassell's first one there. And then Towns and Butler were the other one. So that was pretty cool, man. There was a suggestion by Logan. He said the Wolves should start Na meaning, you know, Alexander Walker, uh, going forward and let Conley be the stabilizing force off the bench. Um, You know, I, you know, I. I don't know if that would work because that may mess up the starting stuff, right? Um, But I wouldn't be opposed to kind of doing it like we did with uh, Russell where we take him out early. Right now we're taking out Catalo early in the first and third quarters and bringing it back with the bench more. But I wouldn't mind that. But I do understand what he's saying because Russell was really great with Nas and J-Mac and a bunch of other guys, too. He really, sometimes not only would we hold the lead, but we take the lead and increase the lead uh, with those guys a lot of times. So we, that's the bet. We got a solid bench, but we don't really have, We could we could step it up. And so I don't know if we'll get a true backup point guard. Maybe we'll get, Kind of a tweener. Maybe it would be Morris. Maybe it would be just someone that's just a bucket, right, and, and a shooter, just another shooter out there, space the floor, help everybody. We'll see. Um, and if you look at through 50 games, 35-15, and 15, we've done that twice. This year in 3 04, uh, 34 and 16 one 02. uh The year before that, 32-18, 17-18, 31-19. And then o two o three thirty 2 3 30, and 20. That's Al Horton again. Um, you know, it is tough for me to freak out as much, you know, as some people are. But I understand it. You know, I get it because if we don't get that fourth quarter figured out, um, if you look who's going to be in the bottom half of the playoffs, it could line up like last year a lot. You know, last year, the second and the third seed. Uh, Went down Um, Golden State and the Lakers and the Lakers, you know, with a seventh seed, they made the conference final. I mean, there was an eighth seed that made the finals, you know, last year. So, I mean, I I get it. I get it. We can run into a team that's just starting to get hot and it just wouldn't be a great matchup, right? But it is what it is. Anyway, they have Chicago, which they should win tomorrow. And then at Milwaukee is one of those, you know, they're they're an offensive juggernaut. They don't play the defense that they were known for. Uh, we're gonna see Beasley, uh, that backcourt, no offense, all or no defense, all offense. So that's gonna be an interesting game, interesting matchup. Um, I think, I think we can go two and zero, but I'm gonna call one and one. Um, but we'll see. It's kind of it's a good week because we play Tuesday, we play Thursday, but we get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. So you get three straight days off. Then we play Monday Clippers back to back. That so we play Tuesday at Portland, and then we get a day off, and then that Thursday at Portland back to back at Portland's, and, and then we get a week off for for All Star break. And I really want to see where our focus level is in this Chicago game, right? And I and I think we'll be up to play Milwaukee and the Clippers and stuff like that. But those last two Portland games, we'll talk a little bit about it next week. But the last two Portland games, I do really want to see where we're at because that roster, you know, you gotta you gotta win those games. And, and can they close out? They're talking about in the locker room. And was saying it too. We want to go five and zero. Oh. Let's see how they close this, man. Uh, because sometimes you. You get a little unfocused, and you kind of limp to the all-star break. Rudy's not going to make the all-star. He said, hey, man, you know, it's a blessing in disguise. I'm going to get some some heat on me, go on vacation. So a guy like Conley who's been struggling with his hammy, that'll help. Everybody, it just helps to get off their feet. Yeah, Ant and Cat are going to play, but it's not like they're going to have two or three really hard uh, practices and then play a full game at that intensity level. You know what I mean? So um, the media engagement stuff or the media time does start to get on you. I suppose when you're an all-star, there's a lot to do that way, but overall it gets, you know, gets them some time to, to rest, rest the legs and whatnot, rest the mind, but also it gives us some practice too. maybe we can work out some of that stuff because Conley has said multiple times, man, I wish we had some practice. Okay. Great win Northwestern, right? This was a great, it was on Saturday, kind of an even start, right? It was eight to seven. This was a game of runs in the first half and really throughout the game, Um, eight to seven, like five, you know, like uh, five minutes in or something like that. Northwestern goes on a seven 0 run. Minnesota goes on a seven 0 run. Northwestern goes on a 13-2 to run, and you're like, shit, dude, there it goes. But then Minnesota responds to close the half, 10-0 run. It's 27-27. And I believe coming into this game out of the nine, they were four and five at the time, all nine of those games in the Big Ten, they've been uh, trailing at half, this is the, and they still weren't leading. So they never led at, at any point. So, in these Big Ten games at half, so that that's something that right then and there they started out like zero and nine from three, ended up hitting too late. Um, the, the points off turnovers were were a positive. Uh, they were getting out rebounded though, but five and nine from Northwestern, you know, to open it up, and they got a really good start uh, to the the second half. Um, but they were turning the ball over a lot, and Minnesota got back in the game. Nine to two run Payne with a forceful uh dunk. Um nice pass by Hawkins. And it was forty one to forty with eleven twenty-four. Didn't not a whole lot happen. Eight twenty-one mark, forty-six forty-four. Um but I thought I thought we were in some trouble here because they went up Northwestern went on went on a eight oh run. It was fifty four to forty six with under six minutes and I'm thinking oh shit dude you know Payne had a really good game he had this recovery block where he, he went up to block someone or at least make him adjust their shot he made a miss and got right back up and had a great block it, it was really nice but Northwestern still had the lead even at the the what, 139 left at some point it was uh, with 53 seconds left it was 59 to 56 um Cam Christie freaking hit a big 3 um kind of a a bad turnover and a, and a bad foul <laughs> um but that made it 59 to 58 by the way after after Christie hit that three but then it was all Garcia in the fourth quarter really turned it on and uh they they gutted it out man they gutted out that win i was really Really proud for him. No, I really was happy. It was like, all right, dude, so they're five and five, halfway through. They're, you know, kind of middle of the pack or whatever. Five and five is pretty damn good. Uh, they got ten games left. Um and people lately have been talking about quad one wins, right? Because that is crucial to even be on a bubble. And we don't we're 0 3. Is it 0-4 or 0-3? I think we're 0-3 in quad one games. So we do have plenty of those coming up. I think there's like five or six of them. So let's see. I mean, if they wouldn't have lost a shoot, even if they would have went one of three instead of zero of four in that stretch, we'd be above 500. You go two and two instead of zero and four. You're sitting at seven and three. So you know, hopefully in the second half they did get a lot of practice time and a little bit of rest this last week too because they had the whole week off before the Saturday game. So Hopefully they can tighten up and just don't have these droughts of offense. That's the key. They have these long droughts of offense that now they got to battle back to get back in the game. Here, I just said that we're going to do a short show. I'm, I'm, I'm blabbering. I should get out of here. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, OT win, great win. Northwestern's a good club. Uh, this week they have a home game with Michigan State. On Thursday and then Sunday at Iowa. Got to go one and one. Obviously, you want to go two and oh, right? But you got to go one and one in that stretch. And Cam Christie did get Big Ten freshman of the week. The last one was Daniel. Oh my gosh, Otura. That was the last one, February 2019. My goodness. But Cam Christie, man, he's starting to come around. Definitely starting to come around. I like this kid. And, you know, I'm happy for Ben Johnson right now. He needed, you know, he needs a good season, SB. No, right. And, uh, five and five, especially when there was a four game losing streak. It's pretty damn good, man. So let's see how they do in the second half of the Big 10 schedule. Like I said, they gotta at least get to the NIT, man. They got too much talent. Hopefully in the second half, they can get their stuff together offensively and just be a well-rounded team. Anyway, we'll be back next Monday. Peace.